This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It is a... This is True Crime Psychology and Personality, where we discuss the pathology behind some of the most horrific crimes and those who committed them from a scientifically informed perspective. I'm Dr. Todd Grande. I have a PhD in counselor education and supervision, and I'm a licensed professional counselor of mental health. Dr. Todd Grande, that's my YouTube channel. Today's question is, can I analyze the case of Isaac Danian? and Shukri Abdul-Rashid. First, I'll look at the background of this case, move to the timeline of the incident, and offer my analysis. Calvin Isaac Danian lived in Grand Rapids, Michigan. He went by the name Isaac. He'd lived with his parents, Abigail and John, as well as two younger siblings. Isaac had symptoms of depression at one point in his life, but his condition improved after receiving mental health treatment. In early 2020, Isaac started having paranoid thoughts. He seemed particularly affected by the presidential election and the COVID-19 pandemic. He started posting videos about Jesus Christ, a totalitarian government, and the apocalypse. And around the same time, a 26-year-old PhD candidate named Shukri Abdul-Rashid, who lived in Rochester, New York, was experiencing some changes in his behavior that coincided with the start of the COVID-19 pandemic. Shukri was intelligent and had a promising career in chemistry, but after COVID-19 hit, he started spending a lot of time online. He had an intense interest in COVID-19 conspiracy theories and was worried that Satan had control of the government. He was becoming increasingly paranoid and had feelings of hopelessness. Both Isaac and Shukri started following a content creator on social media named Matthew Logue, who also went by the names Matthew Mello and Mordecai. Matthew had grown up in Orange County, California. He moved to Hawaii when he was 20 years old and made a living refurbishing scooters. Eventually, his scooter revival turned into a spiritual revival. He became a spiritual guru. He posted videos on YouTube promoting unusual theological beliefs. He believed that the pandemic proved that Satan had unleashed a plan to destroy civilization. He advocated building a new society on a South Pacific island. Isaac and Shukri became heavily invested in Matthew's ideology and vision for the future. This brings me to the timeline of the incident. I will start with Isaac's story, move to Shukri, then talk about their time together. Over the Labor Day weekend in 2020, Isaac's parents and siblings, 
traveled to visit family near Chicago, Illinois. 20-year-old Isaac remained at the family home in Grand Rapids, Michigan, because he was scheduled to work at his job at an Italian restaurant. Isaac called his mother, Abigail, several times over the weekend, saying that he needed money for a great opportunity in Hawaii. He would not offer any other information. He said, I would tell you if I could, but I cannot. Abigail told him not to leave, but by the time she arrived home, Isaac was gone. There was an empty package for a burner cell phone on the kitchen counter. Isaac's vehicle was found at the Grand Rapids airport the next day. Abigail reported the situation to the police. They told her that Isaac arrived in Hawaii on September 7. That same day, she received a call from Isaac. He said that he made it to Hawaii and was required to quarantine due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Over the next few weeks, Isaac called his mother several times. He wouldn't provide information as to what he was planning. He talked about an upcoming event and said that after this, he would be able to provide more details. He assured his mother that he wasn't doing anything illegal and no one would be hurt. The last phone call he placed to his mother was on October 4, 2020. He said that she would not hear from him for about 30 days, but there was no need to worry. Now moving to Shukri's story. Shukri had also made a sudden change in his life plans. In mid-August 2020, he told his advisor at college that he needed to resign from the chemistry program. He said that he was done with academia and needed to focus on spreading the word about bogus vaccines, the imminent apocalypse, and Satan's plan for controlling humanity. Like Isaac, Shukri traveled to Hawaii. Here is what Isaac and Shukri were up to. I mentioned before that they both followed a man named Matthew on social media. As part of Matthew's plan to build a new society, he posted an ad on Facebook and Craigslist offering $10,000 for a captain and a sailboat to take him and a few others almost 3,000 miles to Rarotonga in the Cook Islands. This is the largest island and home to 75% of the population of the Cook Islands. Two men, Michael Schmidt and Jeffrey McKinley, decided to take Matthew up on his offer. They each had sailboats, but neither one was big enough for all the passengers. Therefore, they decided to take both boats. Isaac and Shukri traveled with Mike Schmidt on a sailboat called Zulu Time. Matthew, Matthew's mother, and Jeffrey McKinley were on board a boat called A Luna. On or about October 6, 2020, the vessel Zulu Time set sail for the Cook Islands. Some reports say it was October 4. A few days later, the other boat departed. The two boats were supposed to be traveling together, but for much of the trip, they were so far apart, they could not even see one another. The journey was a lot of fun at first. Members of the group caught fish, and the weather was nice. After this, the weather stopped cooperating, and the group had some scary times at sea. The captains learned that the ports in the Cook Islands were closed due to COVID-19. They made this discovery about two weeks after departing, when their sailboats were about 2,000 miles away from Hawaii. Planning ahead did not appear to be their strong suit. They decided to continue to the Cook Islands, hoping they would be granted an exception to the rule, but that didn't happen. The men changed course sometime around October 28. 
they were now going toward Bora Bora in French Polynesia. The weather conditions once again became difficult. Michael Schmidt broke his nose after being thrown around his boat. Their desired direction was almost directly into the wind. Therefore, they had to engage in tacking. This is where the boat is sailed in a zigzag fashion. It adds a lot of miles to the trip. The boats were not making much progress. The men had not accounted for this extra distance, and there were concerns about their water supply. On November 5, Michael Schmidt started sailing Zulu time west toward American Samoa. Now the boats were completely separated. Isaac and Shukri were afraid of getting a COVID-19 test. Therefore, their plan was to jump out of the boat about a mile from shore and use a bodyboard to make their way to land. Michael gave up on the idea of dropping the men off at American Samoa. The motor of Zulu time had failed, and he didn't feel too good about navigating close to the island without a motor. Michael set a course for Wallace and Futuna instead. These islands are under French control. They arrived at Wallace, the main island, on November 28. Some sources say November 27. According to Michael, as he was maneuvering Zulu time in the channel, Shukri jumped from the port side of the boat into the water. Isaac jumped a few moments later. Michael was mortified by this behavior, yet didn't do anything to help them. Michael reported the incident to the authorities, and they searched for the missing men without success. The authorities were skeptical of Michael's story. They noticed that as soon as he gained internet access on Wallace, he viewed COVID-19 conspiracy theory videos on YouTube. The data from the satellite navigation system had been erased. Michael told the police they had no memory of deleting anything. In addition, he no longer had access to the login credentials. The police asked Michael why he didn't try to help the men. For instance, he could have thrown them a life jacket. Michael said that he told himself that he couldn't help them because they would not want his help. After an extensive investigation by the French authorities, they concluded that the most probable outcome was that Isaac and Shukri were swept out to sea and drowned. I think it is reasonable to believe that the authorities were correct. Michael's behavior was certainly suspicious. For example, missing satellite data doesn't look too good for him, but it's clear that Isaac and Shukri were not thinking clearly. The other vessel, a Luna, the one that Matthew and his mother were on, made it safely to Bora Bora in French Polynesia. Matthew decided to live on another island in French Polynesia, where he preaches to the locals about the dangers of evil conspirators. He is well known to members of the community. In this instance, the distinction between well-known and well-liked is relevant. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now moving to my analysis. Here are my thoughts on a few areas that stood out to me in this case. Item number one, Matthew was the ringleader of the journey in the South Pacific, although the people with him certainly appeared to share at least some of his beliefs. Matthew was interviewed by a reporter after the incident. He indicated that he started his journey toward being a spiritual guru in 2014 when he was watching the TV series Prison Break. The show featured a government conspiracy. When the series was over, Matthew was amazed about what he learned from the show. It sounds like he thought that the series was a documentary. What he should have learned is that sometimes all the good ideas for a TV series play out long before the series has concluded. Matthew searched on the internet, quote, does a small group of people control the world, unquote. He continued on the road to become a conspiracy theorist. Matthew said that the truth is buried in remote corners of the internet. He told a reporter, quote, I'm not the one who is wrong. Everyone else is. Have you seen The Matrix? Unquote. He also told a reporter that he was not crazy. He said, quote, if you write that I'm crazy, I'll lose a lot of faith in humanity. Unquote. I wonder how much more faith in humanity Matthew has left to lose, considering that he believes that evil conspirators want to destroy civilization with a virus. This takes me to item number two. What does Matthew believe? What was he promoting that caught the attention of both Isaac and Shukri? Matthew did not believe in having romantic relationships with women because this represented too much of a temptation. He was a conspiracy theorist, as I mentioned. He believed that groups like the Illuminati were plotting to take over the world. All this was connected to the Book of Revelation. Matthew was not a big fan of the COVID-19 vaccine believing it was the mark of the beast. He was worried about Satan, gene editing, and COVID testing. Therefore, I suppose Matthew's worst nightmare was encountering the devil while the devil is holding a DNA sequencer and a Q-tip while wearing a hug me, I'm vaccinated button. Matthew also believed in numerology. This is the idea that certain numbers have mystical properties because of their vibrations and are connected to various world events. Numerology is associated with New Age beliefs and a lack of critical thinking skills. Matthew strongly felt as though his religious beliefs would be helpful to all people. He reassured people by saying that he had done his research. I guess what Matthew meant is that he watched both Prison Break and The Matrix. Item number three, what happened to Isaac and Shukri? Why did they develop unusual beliefs and potentially psychosis? Both men started exhibiting unusual behavior before their journey to Hawaii. Isaac's family believed that he had schizoaffective disorder. This is a disorder that combines the features of schizophrenia, like delusions and hallucinations, with the features of bipolar disorder, like mania and depression. There is no way to know what was going on with Isaac. He may have had schizoaffective disorder, schizophrenia, delusional disorder. He could have had psychotic features with major depressive disorder or bipolar disorder, 
there are many possibilities. One could argue that brief psychotic disorder could be ruled out because Isaac's symptoms lasted longer than one month. It's reasonable to believe, based on the evidence, that schizophrenia would be one of the first disorders to be considered. What happened to Shukri is a mystery as well. His advisor in the chemistry program was surprised that as a chemistry student, Shukri would fall for conspiracy theories. He understood the science behind vaccines. If anyone should have been resistant to nonsense on that topic, it should have been Shukri. This points to something fairly substantial going on with his mental health. Again, schizophrenia would be a possibility that a mental health clinician may want to explore early on. Whatever is going on with these two men, they appear to have a good deal of paranoia. For example, Isaac believed that government agents would come into his home and force him to get the vaccine. In addition to being worried about the COVID vaccine, the men were also worried about the COVID test. They thought that the COVID-19 test would sever their connection with God and unite them with Satan. Item number four, what are the lessons that can be learned in this case? I think this case speaks to the power of paranoid delusions. Some people are predisposed to delusional thinking. If a major stressor comes along, it can activate these delusions and shape them. I think that's what happened here. The pandemic terrified both Isaac and Shukri. At the same time, it led them to distorting their religious beliefs. This is a dangerous combination. They were driven by both fear and the belief of a divine mission. There is the sense that people who are delusional cannot sit with frightening news. They must react. They must become part of the solution. I think this is what led to these religious delusions. These men transformed their fear into a sense of purpose and thereby alleviated their fears. Another lesson in this case is how stubborn paranoid delusions are. They can even overwhelm a person who has a scientifically oriented mind. No one is immune from the power of mental disorder. The pandemic caused such stress in the world that it pushed many people on the border between mental health and mental illness into delusional territory. It showed the world how many people live right on the edge between functional thinking and disaster. This has been True Crime Psychology and Personality from Ars Longa Media. This content is for educational and entertainment purposes only. Ars Longa, Vita Brevis. Hi, this is Amy and Vanessa from She Goes by Jane, where we shine light on the stories of missing and unidentified women. On November 7th, we're sharing Nahida's story for the first time in a podcast. And this is a story that I thought I knew, but after reading police reports, became more complicated than I thought. When investigators are called to Nahida Khatib's house, everything looks fine. Her purse is on the kitchen table, her cup of coffee is on the counter, and her two-year-old niece is in her playpen. The only thing amiss? Nahida is missing. Every week, we feature a poem written in honor of the person we're talking about. This week, we're joined by one of our favorite actresses. You might know her from Sister Act or King of the Hill or The Descendants. But if you're like us, you'll know her from Hocus Pocus. She's the much-beloved Kathy Najimy. Join us November 7th to hear Nahida's story.